Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizaki. Welcome once again to Growing in Grace. I'm Mike Kapler along with Joel Berizaki. Every week we get together and just uh, kind of sit back and uh, have a casual conversation about God's goodness in our lives. And if you're going through one of those times right now where things don't always seem that good, don't give up on it yet. God has some great things in store for you. And hopefully something will come out of today's conversation that will help renew your hope today. Well, yeah, you know, Mike, the uh, the, the truth says the truth. I mean, whether we feel like it or not, because, I mean, I go through, I go through life... Uh, it's not like I have a whole lot of you know, really high highs and a bunch of really low lows, at least not up to this point in my life. I mean, it, just walking in this grace walk, walking in life, we don't always feel uh, God's love. We don't always feel his grace working in us or his power in us. But the truth you know, stays the truth, whether whether it makes sense to us or not, whether we're uh, experiencing all the all the feelings or thoughts that we think we should be experiencing at, at you know, right now. And. You know, one way to to re-remind ourselves of of a lot of God's truth is through just sitting together and chatting about it, uh, like we're doing right here. I mean, just before we got on here, I was looking in the beginning of Ephesians, and there's just so much in there that reminds us of who we've become, of what God has made us to be, and the fact that it's Him, that it's Him, His work in us, and it's, it's His grace that's that's made us what we are. And I just love to be encouraged in that, and and I love to be I love to be able to encourage other people in that as well. Well, Joel, you just made it more difficult for me because I'm I'm always trying to remind myself of God's truth, and now you're telling me I have to re-remind myself. <laughs> well, it's it's <laughs> reminded and re-reminded, and you know, renewing our minds every day. <laughs> I'm with you, brother. I'm just giving you a bad time. If you're if you're listening to us for the first time, every once in a while, we'll kind of push each other and just see see if the other guy will push back a little bit. So we just have like to have a little bit of fun once in a while too. Joel, we were talking about uh, the first part of the book of Ephesians, which is where we're going to jump in today. Yeah, I just I love the way Paul words so many things. I mean, it's I almost sometimes wish that Paul was alive today. And that we could sit there and have face-to-face conversations with him. But his letters will just have to do for now. But he starts off this thing, you know, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. I mean, just that right there. He's blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Everything we need spiritually, every blessing uh, that we could possibly need. You know, God has blessed us with that. And again, sometimes we don't feel this. Sometimes we don't see it. But the truth remains the truth because we're in Christ and those blessings are in us. And he chose us in him, it goes on to say in Ephesians 1.4. He chose us in him, in Christ, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself. I mean, it's all his work. The fact that we're holy, the fact that we're without blame before him, it's all of his, you know, it's all of his work. Well, a couple of things on, uh, from what you just read there, Joel, in Ephesians 1, 3, and 4. If you didn't catch it the first time, he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. This is something that's already been done. And and I go back to something we've probably said numerous times uh, over the past, uh, 
I don't know. How long have we been doing this show, anyway? Well, it's, it's man, over a, about a year and a half almost, I suppose. Well, this probably isn't the first time we've said this. I think so much of the time, we believers, um, as well-intentioned as we are most of the time, we are usually seeking after things from God that have already been given to us. And here's just another mm-hmm. example of something that has already been accomplished for us through Jesus Christ. And in verse 4, uh, he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. You know, Joel, before um, I had an under- a better understanding of, of the grace walk, um, I would look at something like verse 4 and say that, I would look at that and think that God said we should be holy and without blame. And and so I would strive mm-hmm. to try to become holy through what I did or, you know, through my lifestyle. And I would try to, you know, be without blame from this point on, whatever point that might be. <laughs> from this point on, I'm going to try harder. And um, that's not what this verse is really talking about, though, is it? It's really referring to um, uh, what Second Corinthians chapter 5 calls the, the new creation or the new man uh, that we have become, spiritually speaking. Yeah, he's done all this. I mean, he's... He's blessed us. Like you said, he's already done it. Blessed us with every spiritual blessing. So if it was up to us, then it wouldn't be his work. I mean, it wouldn't have been him who blessed us with every spiritual blessing. <laughs> it would be us who were, so to speak, be blessing ourselves with these spiritual blessings by what we do. But indeed, like you're saying, he chose us that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. And it goes on to say, it's according to the good pleasure of his will to the praise of the glory of his grace, it's all about his grace, it, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which, and this is, you know, this is another one of my favorite verses. I mean, if I had to pick, you know, my top ten, this would probably be in the top ten, I suppose, Ephesians 1, 6, uh, by which he, he made us, here's another one that talks about, it's his work, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. It's not us and our own striving for holiness and our own trying to be without blame, like you were saying, it's He who has who has made us accepted in the Beloved, in His Son, Jesus Christ. We've been accepted. It's a finished work. You know, Jesus, of course, said on the cross, it is finished. You know, I was watching the old Narnia movie uh, the other day, The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Man, there was just... I, I was watching, you know, there's obviously some parts of the movie where you can say, wow, you know, that really... Uh, transposes over into the Christian life, you know, that it's an allegory of the Christian life. In other parts, we're like, you know, okay, I'm not sure what he was trying to do there, what C.S. Lewis was doing or the movie maker was doing. But, but nevertheless, when the lion near the end of the movie says, it is finished, I just said, woohoo! I just, I just let out a big praise and I just, because I just, I love those words. I love that, just the fact that it's the finished work of Jesus Christ. He did it. He completed the work that God sent him to do. Mm, yeah, I, I like that movie. I had the chance to read the books before the movie came out. I was motivated. I wanted to find out because I don't know about you, Joel, but when Lord of the Rings came out, uh, I was lost watching those movies. <laughs> I never saw those. And I'm I'm reading the books on those now so I can go back and understand the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like Narnia. That was good stuff. And, and I like what you're saying, too. It's really good stuff because uh, a lot of times we talk about us accepting Christ well, here we're reading where God accepts us. Mm. I mean, He made us mm-hmm. accepted. I think uh, I've got a note in my uh, margin here, Joel, that uh, He made us accepted in the Beloved. Uh, that word "made" literally means that He bestowed grace or favor upon us. 
but God, you know, so many times we, we talk about, well, have you accepted Christ? Well, that's a good question. But did you know that God has accepted you? That's, that's, a, that's a revelation. I know for myself and probably for a lot of people that accepting Christ thing, I thought that you know, in order to accept Christ, it meant I had to make this decision that I was going to start living right. I mean, I, I, that's kind of what I thought it was for a lot of my life. I thought that when I finally accept Christ is, you know, then I'm going to, you know, that's the time where I'm going to make all these changes. And right now, I just don't think I can do that right now. So I just don't really think that I can, you know, accept Christ. I don't think I can make this. I don't think I can make this change in my life. But really, if I would have just known that it's not about the changes that I can make, it's not about how well I can do, but it's exactly what you're saying, that it's him who's made us accepted in the beloved. He's accepted us because of what Christ has done. You know, Christ took all of our sin upon himself on the cross. He became a sin for us. God's wrath was poured out entirely for your sin, for my sin, for the sin of the world. God's wrath was satisfied upon the Lord Jesus Christ. And because of that, because of the perfect life that he had lived, and because he became the atonement for our sin, and then he was raised again in glory, we've been made acceptable to him. Perfectly acceptable. 100% acceptable. Again, whether we feel like it or not, whether we feel like we've been living the life well or not, we're accepted because of the finished work of Jesus. Well, and you sit here and you think, man, okay, so God's done all this for me. I mean, he's already done it for me. And you sit there and you say, does that mean if I never change, if I never do anything right again, does that mean that God isn't going to change how he feels about me? That's exactly what it means. Because, you see, what God has given to us has been given to us for free. And with God, free means free. Yeah. And I was at the uh, department store the other day, Joel, um, popular store brand i'm sure a lot of our listeners would recognize and they had this deal going on all over the store where you bought one and you got one free i noticed that uh, when you bought one the price was a lot higher than it was a couple weeks ago <laughs> <laughs> i think a couple of weeks before it was 50 percent off which happens to be the same thing as buy one get one free if they've got it marked up at regular price so even at 50 percent off i was sort of buying one getting one free i guess if i wanted to and so we kind of have these play on words sometimes when it comes to getting free things. We talked about free cell phone minutes and what a joke that is. Uh, with God, free means free. But when I, when I, when I talk about this though, when I sit here in humility and realize the tremendous love that was poured out for me here through what even we've just read in these six or seven verses, it makes me want to do what God wants me to do. I mean, it, that's the feeling that comes over me. It's, it's not a feeling of, wait a minute, you mean I can just go out and do anything I want? That's what people always wonder. You mean, people can go out and do anything they want if you preach this message. Well, that's true. But, you know, what, what comes over me is uh, just a, a tremendous amount of, of humility that God would do this for me, not expecting anything from me in return. Because I, I was helpless. I, I couldn't help myself. I couldn't get myself to the place where God needed me to be. It had to be Christ that would get me there. And now that he has got me there, it just makes me want to love him the same way that he loves me. That's what love will do. Yeah, and I think, you know, when you, you know talking about, you know, whether you can do uh, whatever you want or not, of course, like you're saying, you can. I mean, you could do whatever you wanted to do. Uh, one thing that I've found 
at least in my walk, and I think a lot of people have, have probably found the same thing going along with what you're saying, uh, is that when I do go and do those things that I want to do that, that aren't representative of what God has, has made me, it just, it might feel good at the time. It might seem right at the time. It might make some sense logically at the time even. But afterwards, and even, even, you know, in the process, it's kind of like, you know what? This just, this just isn't me. This isn't, this isn't what I want to do. It might have that temporary, you know, that temporary feeling or that temporary high or that temporary whatever. But because the Spirit of God is in me, because the Spirit of God is in us, it's, it is like you say, it's, we want to do the things that He's created us to do. And that's, that's basically, uh, it's a battle between the Spirit and the flesh. Even, and, and we've talked about this before too, but even doing good things for God, when it's done in a fleshly way rather than out of, out of His life in us, I mean, there's just there's just a difference in the satisfaction and in the and in the sense that this is God working through me versus this is me going off and doing my own thing. Okay, well, maybe I'll let you finish up. This is uh, uh, the end of our show for today, but we do thank you all for listening. Yes, uh, join us again next time for Growing in Grace. Joel has a website you can visit. It's called graceroots.org. Am I right on that, Joel? That's right. And they can drop us an email too. Where would that be? Um, that would just be on the website. <laughs> there's not an <laughs> there's not an actual uh, email address. There's like a little form that you can fill out there. Maybe right. we'll get an email address one of these days. All right, graceroots.org, and we hope we'll see you again next week here on Growing in Grace. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. 